time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Episode 115, Energy, Vitality, and Building Immunity, Nine Essentials. You know, how we think and act is reflected in the health of our immune function, and our immune function is reflected in our level of vitality. In today's episode, I'd like to discuss three ways we get our immunity, when our immunity is most vulnerable, and strategies to build immunity. When we look at what Eastern science has to offer with regard to immune function, we see more expansive view, a more expansive view than what we really see in traditional Western medicine. Traditional Western medicine doesn't include that concept of consciousness when thinking about immune function, although they're beginning to see that relationship between stress and illness, and they're beginning to value meditation as a tool for working with taming the mind and building immunity. I don't know if they go as far as building immunity, but there is, there are some links there that tie them both together. We're still working in this culture with a reductionist model, but it does seem to be going in the right direction because we do know how we think and behave is reflected in the health of our immune function. And our immune function is, the ref is reflected actually in our level of vitality. First, let's define immunity. When I talk about immunity, I'm saying that immunity is or equates with vitality because it denotes the resistance uh, power of the body, you know, that power of the body or defense of the body against any of the occurrences of any disease, those first occurrences that happen. And there are three ways we get our immunity. And I'll just give you a brief overview before getting into the rest of the episode. We have innate immunity, and that's the immunity we're born with. You know, and according to the original texts of Ayurveda, there are four factors that decide the nature of the individual and their strength at birth. And that's the health of the mother and father, the time of conception, and also the health of the mother and father at the time of conception, the state of the mother's womb at the time of conception, and mother's nourishment, physical and mental, during the entire pregnancy. So that's innate immunity. That's what we are literally born with. Then we have immunity acquired by us with time. In other words, the immunity related to a particular time, let's say in life at that moment. We can say this is the strength of our physiology or vitality based on that particular time I'm talking about, meaning the time of day, the seasons, and even our age, you know, how old is a person? You know, age can affect vitality differently. We do know this. In general, we can say childhood is a period of good vitality, while middle age is we get good to moderate vitality, and old age is moderate to weaker vitality. And there are many factors that can influence this. And we know that through our lifestyle habits and what we read in our own research, uh, whether it's our own experiments or we read in the research outside of us. We also want to keep in mind that seasons have different effects on individual vitality as the day, the afternoon or night. You know, 
each person has a different uh, sequence of what they follow, what they resonate with. You know, each time period affects the strength of our vitality depending on our physical, emotional, and mental constitution. So when we say we're a morning person or a night person, for example, we prefer winter over summer, summer, uh, summer, you know, it might have to do with our individual constitution and what really, where we feel the strongest because it's immunity we're talking about here based on time and it's acquired by us during different periods of weather or periods of life. And again, an example would be in the cold, we might stay healthy, in the rain, we might suffer. Other people are different. You know, we may have problems related to digestion and our metabolism, whether it's raining or cold or warm, and all of this has to be taken into account. You know, we also have some diseases that come to us in childhood that we never see again in old age. So this type of immunity is the immunity acquired by us with time. And keep in mind that these preferences are a result of who we are physically, emotionally, and mentally, and gets put into the equation. Then we have the third would be acquired immunity. So I've already spoken about innate, and then immunity acquired with time, and now immunity that's acquired. And the human body has the ability to develop extremely powerful, specific immunity against individual, you know, invading agents such as bacteria, viruses, toxins, or even impure foreign tissue from other animals, you know, when we ingest things. We also have immunity that can be enhanced by many things that appear general, but they do have profound effects. And this is our acquired immunity. It means through our own effort and pursuit, meaning the vitality generated by our proper diet, proper herbal preparations, thinking and overall lifestyle behaviors and habits. It could also be created by the use of protocols that we do. We have detox protocols. Uh, one, for example, in Ayurveda is the purification like Panchakarma, which purifies the body, strengthens our digestion, nourishes the bodily tissues. And it also includes meditation practices such as focused awareness that we teach or other choices made that deliver strength and balance, you know, to the body and mind. In essence, this acquired immunity is the result of our wisdom, the wisdom of treating our body and mind with respect and reverence, you know, our self-initiative and our rational thought uh, for the benefit of our health and longevity. So there are the three that I just wanted to give you a brief overview so that we know what we're talking about. So when we want to manage our immunity, you know, it's becoming very difficult actually to manage diseases due to the environment that's suppressing the immune system in general, as well as robbing it of its essential nutrients, causing it to become deficient in its operation. It's happening worldwide. You know, there are drug-resistant pathogens now, and that's why it's even more now, it's more necessary to enhance our immunity or our vital capacity so that we could become resistant to any immune-compromising agents. And as I said, where we are now, the current climate of our country and the world, for that matter, is affecting our health and vitality. And we see uh, many with stress and anxiety due to lack of comfort and stability in our mind and body. You know, like luckily we're all here and we're in this community and there's other communities out there, of course, where there are many ways to reduce the risk of losing our vitality and succumbing to the compromised immune system as well as we have strategies to bounce back if we are challenged with an obstacle. 
There are a number of general strategies that, you know, can help support our immunity, and I'm going to go over them. But before moving to these recommendations, I'd like to focus on the immunity and when our immune system is most vulnerable. So we kind of should have an idea, when are we most uh, vulnerable with, uh, you know, our immune system being compromised? You know, many medical systems like Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine advocate that strong immunity is a product of good digestion. And I've said this over the last several episodes, strong Agni, right? Our metabolic fire, quality of liver functioning, and a balanced endocrine system, which we'll talk about in my upcoming book that'll be coming out within this year. And that includes appropriately balanced hormones. So only now is Western medicine just glancing at the importance of the gut microbiome and stress as, you know, the compromising our immune functioning. And when I say only now, I'm talking about within the last decade. So when is our immunity most vulnerable? Well, for the most part, therapeutic strategies that protect immunity and support optimal health throughout our systems are appropriate to undertake any time. But I really want to talk about when we're especially vulnerable and protecting our vitality, and I'm using these words interchangeable, vitality and immunity is particularly important. And those periods are periods of convalescence, which makes sense, right? Episodes of unusual stress are in between season, are junctions between seasons. Cold and flu season, for example, periods of rejuvenation, times of significant change to our routine, like starting a school year for kids or even adults who are starting school years, major life transitions. We all know this, marriage, divorce, death of a loved one, a move, a new baby, a new job, loss of a job. All of these things, we get a little bit tweaked because our, you know, these transitions change a lot of what's going on. So now that we see some of those and all of them are very familiar to all of us. How do we, what are our strategies to build immunity? So I'd like to really spend the rest of the time talking about that. But just one more thought before getting to the strategies, in case you're pressed for time. Many traditions, Eastern traditions, right, talk about regulating food, sleep, and sex as the golden triangle for excellent health because they do affect our vital energy and our life force and our reserves. So moving to the recommendations, they might seem quite basic. In fact, many of them are. These strategies are built on the premise that our bodies and minds have this inherent intelligence. It's really our body also has that, in, that inherent intelligence that given proper support, our biochemistry and physiology already know exactly how to promote and protect optimal functioning and health. Remember, I always say we always want to be in state of homeostasis because our body's self-regulatory systems are intelligent if we don't pollute them with negative thinking and, and foods that are not good. So we support immunity with diet and nutrition, and I'm starting with that. Uh, we want to tend to our digestive function. And that's the number one way to promote optimal health through the system, which in turn protects our vitality. And if this idea is new to you, you might want to take some time to read Feeling Good Matters because I spend three lessons on just digestion and, and nutrition with that. 
In very general terms, our digestive function is supported by diet that minimizes stimulants, refined sugars, and processed food, as well as stress and negative thinking, because we have to remember digest our thinking process. I also include, you know, psychological aspects here because digestion, as I always mention, occurs both physically and mentally. When working with clients, I always emphasize healthy whole foods for a specific constitution. I look at everyone as an individual biochemical entity. And we also work with when and how we eat, good thoughts, good company in the proper context. So it's also worth mentioning that there are herbs and spices to include in food preparation that support a vital digestive system. For example, some find benefit of including garlic and or ginger in the diet to assist digestion, destroy natural toxins, encourage maintenance, and even to assist in these digestive process. You could try at least one relaxing or if possible, silent meal a day. Try no eating within two to three hours before bedtime to ensure proper digestion. And it'll also help with a good night's sleep. These are just some of the jewels that you could include in your life that will help you with building your immunity and vitality. The next I put on the list was to incorporate rasayanas. A rasayana is a Sanskrit word which actually translates to path of essence. The term is derived from the root words rasa meaning essence and ayana meaning path. In Ayurveda, rasana refers to both the science of promoting longevity and the herbal remedies used to maintain optimal health as well as to reverse the effects of aging. The special Ayurvedic preparations, these are the Rasayanas I'm talking about, help strengthen the immune system as well as enable us to maintain vigor even in old age. And Rasayanas convert easily into what's termed ojas. Ojas is the essential energy for the body and mind. In Sanskrit, ojas means vigor which supports our vitality, our joy, our bliss, intelligence, and even higher states of consciousness. As our ojas increases, the skin becomes very smooth, very lustrous. The eyes sparkle, the temperament and stable become joyful. We become very joyful, our mind intelligent and calm, and the body free of disease. Of all the Rasayanas, Amalaki, which is part of a, a, a blend called Trifala, is considered one of the most potent and nourishing. So the first was to good diet and nutrition. Second is to incorporate Rasayanas as a strategy. The third is to prioritize. We want balanced sleep. We all know that sleep is critically important to the immune system. And in humans, sleep deprivation severely compromises immunity. And, you know, studies have also linked sleep deprivation to increased risk of certain diseases. We have to keep that in mind. So we always want to rectify that. Try to go to bed and get up at about the same time each day and aim to have a restful sleep for, restful I say here, not just sleep, from seven to eight hours, which is most recommended for people that aren't meditating and aren't really working in, uh, uh, in lifestyle changes that way. Fourth is to minimize stress. Again, that sounds like a repeat, but I always have to emphasize that because managing stress is an important health topic in its own right. That said, we know that excess stress is extremely detrimental to our immune response because stress hormones very effectively suppress our immune system by drying up and using up our essential nutrients that we need for metabolic balance. 
Therefore, I always suggest train your mind to be stressless by developing the focus and calmness to change perceptions that support a confident and balanced mind. Number five, adopt a systematic and stable routine daily. Again, our physiology is very much adapted to and supported by some sense of regularity. And I recommend a daily routine for everyone. A systematic routine helps us calm the nervous system, remain calm, and relieve stress and protect our vitality. Making even a modest commitment to a routine gives us, you know, gives our nervous system a number of, you know, reference points throughout the day. We get that reassurance. Everything's well, we're at ease. It really makes a difference. I've had people write back to me and say, wow, it really makes a difference just even trying to get up on time every day. Reducing our stress, it helps encourage rejuvenation and helps preserve immune system. And I would just put a little note in here, how to establish a routine. It's quite simple. Try to awaken on time, eat your meals and go to bed about the same time each day. That in of itself is a fantastic routine and you will see tremendous benefits. Of course, adding breathing and meditation to those practices even gives you deeper support. Number six, get moving. We know that proper exercise helps to release accumulated tension, moving stagnant material and uh, st stagnant, stagnant mental and emotional energy. I called it material because it does form, form into a physical uh, stagnation. And it also helps, movement helps in uh, improve circulation. You know, proper exercise also enhances our digestion. Again, that is essential for our optimal health and actually helps the body's detoxification system work very well by, you know, encouraging proper elimination. It also promotes relaxation of the body and supports a sound sleep. And all of those protect our vitality and support immune function. And we know that improper exercise, if it's not done correctly, can be quite damaging and also compromise immunity. You know, like it's, you're doing too much, it's too hard. You know, again, everything is about balance. You have to be aware of your capacity and develop and your training session based on that. It'll really help unify the body, mind, and spirit. The seventh is to detoxify, and that's to reduce that's which is causing blockages. What does detoxify really mean? Create space. Create the space to support the body's natural tendency and to eliminate impurities. Number eight, nourish yourself. And again, it sounds a little bit redundant here, but with proper nourishment, you raise your vibratory qualities of your cells and build the energy and vitality for optimal immune function. I'm working on a new course now on Return to Radiance, an audio course where I'll talk about nourishment by increasing the vibratory qualities of your cell. You can begin nourishment by feeding the mind and body, nourishing oils, herbs, and foods. Keep in mind what you feed your mind by way of thoughts and feelings does have an impact on the quality of nourishment that you experience. Meditation. Last but not least, of course, meditate. Your mind will love it. It will become calm and peaceful over time, which will nourish your entire being. If you need to get a real skillful way to learn to meditate, take our master training. I don't like to promote things on our podcast episodes, but 
really it's time. The time is here now that everyone has to step into meditation. You know, use your cushion as counsel, get your mind calm, refreshed, and change your perception so that you can go out in the world stress-free with a very, very strong immune system. You know, there are more subtle practices that I can give you and I can include here, you know, with yoga, meditation, pranayama, as well as some herbal remedies. But I, but before doing that, the basics are always fundamental. The simple ones are the most profound. The key is to work with those elements that feel right to you for your whole being. And as I always say, do your research. That's the key. Pay attention to what feels right and works for you. And as I always mention, if you know someone that may need to hear about this topic, please share the knowledge. Sharing helps build our community and also helps your contribution. You give a contribution to serve humanity. So send a link to someone that you might think would benefit from this. And that brings us to the end of this episode. The Susan Taylor Podcast does come out every week and is available on susantaylor.org, iTunes, Stitcher, and our new YouTube channel and other podcast platforms. So join me behind the scenes. Some of you have and you're writing in for behind the scenes commentary and question and answers for this episode and other episodes on YouTube. And if anybody has anything they'd like to hear more about this topic or any other topic, please write in. I always repeat what people have said. Some of these topics are driven by you and I'm always there to answer privately or create a podcast for you. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.